What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Matt Goes to the Movies. We are rolling along in October with our horror movie marathon of reviews. And you can hear the theme in the background. We are going to talk about Halloween as a whole. Not just one particular movie, but this franchise that has spanned over 40 years and meant so much to so many people. And I'm I'm not understating that. And anybody that's probably listening to this episode, you're a fan of the Halloween franchise. Some good, some bad, depending on your preferences. But the fact of the matter is, you are a fan. You know who Michael Myers is. Heck, even people that aren't a fan know who Michael Myers is. Probably the most iconic horror movie character in history. I think he beats out Chucky and Freddy and Jason, whoever else you want to put on that list. I think Michael Myers is the guy. At least for me, he is. If you feel differently as you're listening to this, you know, recap and my thoughts on Halloween as a whole. Interact with the social media pages for Matt Goes to the Movies. I would love to hear not only your thoughts on who you think is the most iconic horror movie character of all time, but what are your thoughts on Halloween, on Michael Myers? Do you like all the movies? Do you hate some of them? Um, What are your thoughts? And I'm going to give my ranking on the Halloween films. I'm also going to... In the show notes, put a link to them on our letterbox account for Matt Goes to the Movies. And like I said, starting in 1978, this franchise really launched the horror genre. You can say what you will. This is the most successful independent horror film of all time. It paved the way. It made John Carpenter a legend. The theme is iconic. The character is iconic. And what would Michael Myers be without Laurie Strode? We've got Halloween Ends coming up on October 14th in theaters and streaming on Peacock. And if you've seen any of the interviews that Jamie Lee Curtis has done about this franchise, you know what this franchise, you have seen what this franchise means to her, what the fans mean to her. She has gotten emotional in several interviews. Heck, I've gotten emotional listening to her talk about how it's going to be hard to say goodbye to this character, um, Lori Strode, because it has defined her career as an actress. And it's, Amazing to see her embrace that. Uh, Some people might not like that. They might not want this to be what they're associated with. You've seen that with, I believe, Harrison Ford, in in my opinion. I think he's made it very clear. And his association with uh, Han Solo, he doesn't seem to sometimes really care. He seems more, you know, he he seems more attached to the Indiana Jones character than Han Solo. Um, But for Jamie Lee Curtis, she embraces 
Laurie Strode and what that has meant to her career. And it's amazing to see. And, you know, we've had at this point 12 Halloween movies. The 13th will be when Halloween ends releases something that I am looking incredibly forward to. Um, whether or not you liked Halloween kills, I feel like that movie has been pretty decisive. Um, and I had my thoughts on that movie. Some of them I'll get into as we're talking about all of these movies during this recap and this just discussion of Halloween in general as a franchise. I I am so eager to see where they take this, you know, this ending, so to speak. Um, do I think that this will be the end of the Halloween franchise? No. Do I think that they can leave it in a direction where this can live on and be interesting? I do. Um, I have been happy with what Halloween has brought to the table after the reintroduction in 2018 with the movie titled simply Halloween. Some people refer to it as Halloween 2018. I have been incredibly eager to see where they would go first after Halloween, then after Halloween kills with what they're doing. I have a lot of faith, actually, regardless of what some people think of Halloween kills. Um, I have a lot of faith in what they are going to do and where this franchise is going to somewhat end, I will say. Um, I think David Gordon Green has done a fantastic job of bringing this franchise new life. I, I really do, but let's go back here to the beginning. Halloween, the original, John Carpenter. And, you know, you you have to give credit and I don't certainly want to leave anybody out, but Cody Carpenter, you know, you, it can't be understated what that movie did in 1978 for horror movies. It it just, it cannot be over. it, It cannot be overstated what this little tiny movie on a budget of $325,000. Again, if you've listened to any of these reviews on Matt Goes to the Movies, you know that I'm always incredibly fascinated by box office numbers and things like that. I just, I love those things. And who would have thought way back when in 1978, I don't think John Carpenter, I don't think Deborah Hill, uh, Rest in peace, Donald Pleasance, Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't think they could have ever imagined that over 40 years later, how much this franchise would mean to people all across the world. Just an unbelievable following that all started back then on a small budget and someone's just passion and desire to bring 
something new to cinema. We got the sequel, Halloween 2. I like that movie. Now, what I will say is, as I'm talking about these movies in in order here, Halloween 1, I still think, is... Well, Halloween 1, Halloween 1978, the original. I still would rank as my number one Halloween movie of all time. I, I still think... You just, you, you have to give it to that movie based on what it did, what it meant to the genre, and still to this day, even what that original means. I, I, I don't think you can, at least for my ranking, I can't in good conscience put anything else above it. Now, with Halloween 2, I still very much enjoy Halloween 2. It, it is a it's a fun movie. It had the the revelation back in 1981 that Michael Myers and Laurie Strode in that timeline were brother and sister and it rocked people back then. Oh my god. They're brother and sister. He's going after her. You certainly again, like I said, Rest in peace. You, you had Donald Pleasance um, playing Dr. Loomis and how much that character has meant to people, how much people loved Donald Pleasant, who, you know, passed away during the filming of Halloween 6, a incredibly decisive movie in the franchise, which we'll talk about. But it, it just so many actors, actresses in this franchise that have meant so much and contributed to this this horror genre that so many people across the world know and love. You know, not as well received as as the first movie. And if you're looking to watch these movies, a lot of these are right now on streaming services. Um or just across television. I mean, you probably can just go and look up anything right now, and these movies are playing. But uh, Halloween 2 right now is streaming on Peacock. Uh, the original Halloween is, oddly enough, on Amazon Prime under a premium subscription, FUBU TV. Um, surprised that it's not on anything else, but. Um, you know, those two movies certainly started. And originally, if you don't know about the franchise or, you know, you just you don't dig that deep into it. This was not meant to be what it ended up becoming. They John Carpenter made the first movie and thought that was it. Uh, the popularity really just kind of, you know, like a lot of times it it paved way for a sequel. You You had to have one. Um, but he didn't want to continue doing that. And that's where we got in one year later in 1982, Halloween three season of the witch, which has gone on to have cult status. And at the time though, people were like, where is Michael Myers? And Halloween three would, was supposed to be the start of an anthology series for Halloween. That would be a different premise every single year. 
uh, people back then revolted um, and did not want this. They wanted Michael Myers. Again, Halloween 3 now has reached like cult status. I enjoy the film for what it is. I, I don't rank it highly in the Halloween movies because it's not Michael Myers. So in terms of Halloween movies with ranking, I do have that last on my list strictly because it doesn't have Michael Myers. And on my letterbox, which it will be in the show notes, like I said, that is why that movie is so low. Do I think it's worse than, let's say, tipping my hand here, Halloween uh, Resurrection or Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. No, I, I don't think it's worse than those movies, but in terms of a Michael Myers movie, it just has to be last on the list. Um, that's how I'm ranking that. Uh, that is streaming on Peacock. If you've never seen Halloween 3, do it. I, I don't think you're going to regret turning it on now knowing you know, hindsight, it, it can always be twenty twenty. but knowing what we know now, I think you can go watch this movie and get enjoyment out of it because it's so wacky and zany that you can't help but just, at least for me, have a good time with it. Laugh, smile, and and realize what it is now. And I think you can certainly get a better appreciation. However, like I said, back then... That is not what fans wanted. Incredibly disappointed. But what we got was the return of Michael Myers. It took six years. It took till 1988 to get Halloween 4, aptly titled The Return of Michael Myers. Um, did that movie bring fans back? Was it what they wanted? For the most part, people did like Halloween 4. It introduced us to Daniel Harris as Jamie Lloyd, who, oh, awesome. I love Daniel Harris. I, I love her in horror movies. She's been in, in um, the Hatchet series. She returned for Rob Zombie's Halloween. She was a young, young kid uh, when this movie came out. And I thought she did amazing. I, I thought she was incredible in the in the two movies um that she was in four and five for this series i thought it was it was great um you have they they interestingly took the story and said okay we're going to take this 10 years after the events of halloween 2 10 years had passed since the movie basically had the first one had come out um, in terms of the timeline, I know the second movie came out later and it wasn't 10 years, but the events of the original Halloween happening in 1978, the timeline is 10 years later where Michael is in a coma from the events of Halloween 2 and blowing up in the hospital where they thought he died. That does not happen. And it was a return of Michael Myers and people enjoyed it. Um, but because they enjoyed it, Unfortunately, they felt, boy, we got to turn around and, and we got to we got to kick this thing out. And one year later, Halloween five was rushed. One year, one year from when Halloween four was released, Halloween five. Now, if anybody knows anything about movies and production, that is 
nothing for a turnaround. Absolutely nothing. And it showed this movie was panned not only by critics, but by fans. Um, a 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. It, it just, it lacked anything from the 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 return of michael in four it was very very rushed it introduced the thorn storyline which love it or hate it and a lot of people hate it um was just made with no intention in sight it was whatever the next people will figure it out they had no plan for that it was whoever helms the next one sure whatever that they can they can deal with it and Halloween 5 was a mess because of it which then in 1995 it you know took time for for Halloween 6 to come out uh but this is a very decisive movie in Halloween you know Halloween 6 was a very decisive movie in unfortunately Donald Pleasance passed away during filming of this movie and forced it to be incredibly reshot and also test screenings. This was mangled, absolutely mangled by studio interference. Harvey Weinstein wanted more of a, instead of a horror movie, he wanted more of a slasher movie, wanted more blood, more guts more over the top kills and ordered things to be, you know, shot again with, you know, more gore in the scene of kills. And, you know, this is another one, Halloween six, the original, well, I shouldn't say the original cut. They call it the producer's cut now um, with the original scenes in it with Donald Pleasant and the original storyline. What we got after Donald Pleasant's death is a mess. It's an absolute mess Scenes just completely cut out, things not making sense, color palettes. This is a this is a train wreck. Um, I say that this is worse than Halloween Five in the form that fans first got to see it. But famously, you could buy the the producer's cut, grainy, sometimes incredibly hard to see. I bought this on eBay on a VHS tape. Um, Years and years and years later, we finally got a a real cut, what they call the unrated producer's cut. And for me, I ranked the unrated producer's cut very high. It introduced Paul Rudd, um, who I love in this movie. But when I, I get a lot of conversation started when people see my my ranking for Halloween, when I have Halloween, the the curse of Michael Myers, the, the producer's cut so high on my list, because the reason why I like this movie is I appreciate the effort to try and make the best out of a bad situation. You know, Halloween six, they were director Joe Chappelle. He was given the task of figuring out what to do with the thorn storyline. And I feel like what they did, well, people might not like it. I don't mind it. I I certainly, I think there's been worse things done to horror franchises than the curse of thorn being introduced uh, to Michael Myers. I appreciated what they did in this movie in the producer's cut 
to try and make that storyline make sense. And you might not like it, but I think for the mythology, they did a really good job of bringing that to the screen and trying to explain why Michael was the way he was. Now, people don't like that. They didn't want to know anything about Michael. However, when I'm looking at it unbiased, I appreciate what they did, like I said. So, again, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, especially once you see my rankings. I'd love to see your rankings for the Halloween franchise. Now, this is where we get into Halloween H2O, which ignores Halloween 4, Halloween 5, Halloween 6, and treats itself like a sequel to the first two movies. Halloween H2O, 20 years later, released in 1998, sees the return of Laurie Strode, who, interestingly enough, they use, even though they ignore the movies, they use the storyline from 4, where it shows that Laurie Strode was killed in a car accident. Jamie Lloyd in Halloween 4 is Laurie Strode's daughter. And she was killed in a car accident. They ignore those three movies, 4, 5, and 6, but use the car accident that Laurie Strode faked her death to escape Michael Myers. I found that interesting that they ignore the three movies, but use a storyline point that was in four. In this movie, again, takes place 20 years later after the events of the second movie, where Laurie is now a teacher with a son who is estranged from uh, the father, you find out. But it all comes crashing down and Michael finally comes back. Um, a lot of people like this movie, actually. Um, Josh Hartnett was in it. Steve Miner directed. He also did uh, My Bloody Valentine 3D. And he's done several uh, horror fans know Steve Miner. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in this movie. LL Cool J. It was actually really cool and really, really sweet because J Jamie Lee Curtis got to act and do a scene alongside her mother, which was very sweet. Um, I do like this movie for the most part. I, I think it did a good job. Now, a lot of people thought that this was a appropriate ending for the Halloween franchise with Laurie besting Michael the sweet little moment at the end where he reaches out to her and she touches his hand as well, um, then proceeds to lop his head off with an axe. But a lot of people did enjoy this movie, myself included. I thought they did some good things with it. Um, I still think there's some some glaring issues with it, but it was enjoyable. I can sit through this and, and watch this movie repeatedly. Um, I think one of the, the biggest issues that I had with this movie is the mask. And that's pretty much an issue I've had, you know, since really the first movie. Um, I didn't think, you know, even in the second movie, they switched the mask around. It certainly switched in four and five, um, you know, switched in six a little bit. In seven, though, there's some really, I think the mask is terrible. There's a really bad CGI shot in the movie with the mask. And I think the mask is just horrendous. Um, 
and it takes away from some of it. But I do think this movie has some enjoyment. And then we had Halloween Resurrection, um, which completely negates the ending of H2O. And you find out Laurie decapitated the wrong man because Michael crushed his wind box and hit out in paramedics clothes. And I still think this movie is trash, but I can watch it and laugh. I mean, anybody who's seen this movie would probably say one thing. Buster Rhymes roundhouse kicks Michael Myers. And that's all you need to know. Um, I think this movie is hysterical. I do find myself watching this once a year during this time. Um, Cause it's just so funny. I, I recognize the fact. I think this movie is garbage um, on so many levels. There's no likable characters in this movie at all. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is killed off in the first 10 minutes. She probably read the script and said, get me the hell out of this movie. Um, I can't believe we're doing this. She probably had a contract agreement that she had to fulfill, though. I've never actually heard any truth to that, but it's just, it's trash on all levels in terms of a Halloween movie, but it's hysterical to me because of things that happened during this movie. Um, which Halloween Resurrection follows the timeline of Halloween 1978, Halloween 2, and then Halloween H2O. So you have those four movies in a timeline. And then a a lot of discussion happened. Um, Halloween Resurrection came out in 2002. And then there was a lot of conversation on where to take the franchise. What would we do with Halloween? Were people sick of Michael Myers? And they thought the best thing to do was to reboot it. And it came to Rob Zombie in 2007 to have a remake um, of the original Halloween. And I think Rob Zombie does some really good things in the first one. First and foremost is the casting of Michael Myers himself, Tyler Maine, big, intimidating, powerful. The mask is unbelievable in this movie. I love this version of the Michael Myers mask. It's been sitting under a floorboard for 20 years and it's rotted and it's oh, the mask in this movie is awesome. Also, another outstanding Casting choice. Scout Taylor Compton is Laurie Strode. Now, there is no replacing Jamie Lee Curtis, but if you can, you know, I don't know if there's any fans out there that are like this. I The general consensus from what I gathered is a lot of people liked her, but man, you know, it, if you want to say Jamie Lee Curtis, I get it. I, I totally get it. But looking at this unobjectively, you have to give credit to Scout Taylor Compton for how she portrayed Laurie Strode. She is fantastic in Rob Zombie's Halloween movies. I think she is amazing. A great casting choice. I think he did a lot of great casting choices. Malcolm McDowell as Dr. Loomis. Again, can you replace Donald Pleasance? No. Some people would say, nope, whatever, I don't care. But again, he is unbelievable 
in these movies as Sam Loomis. Not so much in the second one because, yeah, character development, lack thereof. Brad Dorif, people know him as the voice of Chucky. He plays the sheriff, Sheriff Brackett, in this movie and in the second one. We got the return of Daniel Harris as Annie Brackett. Amazing, amazing casting choices in this movie. And I think some good things. Some great kills in intimidating Michael Myers, a big brooding man who is brutal in his kills. A lot of people cannot stand the vulgarity. They cannot stand that he shoehorns his wife into everything as Deborah Myers in this movie. But there's a lot that worked in this first movie. It was a huge box office success. Rob Zombie has gone on record saying he hated making this movie. Absolutely could not stand it. Um, But it was so successful, they asked him to come back and make a sequel and said, you can have a little more control. And boy, did he ever. And I think the second one is a train wreck. Uh, You have Sam Loomis. Um, once again, played by Michael McDowell, and I think he's terrible. I think his character is terrible in this movie. I love the relationship between Laurie and Annie in the second one. I even like the fact that Michael is like a homeless bum who has a hoodie. I like his look. I do not like the fact that he had the uncut version and the white horse nonsense and all this other. It looks like a goddamn music video. Um that he made. And I think the second one that he had more creative control is atrocious. I I do not like the second movie. There's a couple of parts that I do. I was interested um, at the end of the second, what he would have done in the third with what looked like Lori, maybe taking over the mantle of Michael Myers in a manner of speaking. We'll never know. um, Because, It never saw the light of day. There were talks of Rob Zombie doing another movie, a sequel, and it just did not happen, which brought us to 2018 and Halloween, which ignored everything and said, this movie is a sequel to the first Halloween in 1978 only. It kicks away Halloween 2, Michael and Lori are no longer brother and sister. She's just somebody who got away. And Halloween 2018 is so close to being a perfect movie for me. It would almost, it it would beat out the original Halloween if it wasn't for what I think is the really stupid Dr. Sartain scene where he puts on the mask and pops up in front of the car. Um, That is the one misstep in that movie. Otherwise, it's amazing. The theme, the guitar rift ad that they've done, the incredible, incredible, and anybody who's seen this movie knows, or if you haven't seen it, you've probably heard about this, the incredible one shot of Myers walking through Haddonfield going house to house. Unbelievable scene. This is such a amazing movie. Again, a great mask 
a great look for Myers, which helps his on-screen presence. This movie is fantastic. I absolutely adore Halloween 2018, which brought us to Halloween Kills. And a movie that I think has an amazing concept, unfortunately hindered by poor execution. I love the idea of a town being traumatized, a small town traumatized by what has happened, what transpired, Michael Myers slaughtering people, killing people, friends, neighbors, family, daughters, sons. I love the concept, but the execution missed. Everybody will talk about it. The scene of everybody chanting evil dies tonight is laughably bad. Now, the fear of the town could have been worked incredibly well. It makes sense. However, I feel like this movie, if you showed the town everybody being too scared to do anything, I think that would have worked better. The town is traumatized by Michael Myers, and knowing that he is back, I think that's a great concept. You know, you can still have everybody trying to, like, Tommy, you know, um, Tommy is back from the first one. What You know, Lori's babysitting Tommy all those years, 40 years ago, and now Tommy Doyle is here to protect her. You have Lindsay Wallace back in this movie. You know, I think that's a great concept. And he could try to recruit people, but nobody wants to get involved because they're too traumatized by what happened. And I think you could have done that. That's fine. But have everybody else too afraid and have it focus on Lori, her family, Tommy, Lindsay. Have it focused on those people. That would work. I think there's so many things about this movie that do work, but people get too caught up in that evil dies tonight. I, I think this movie is still very good. The concept is great. Unfortunately, a, a few poor executions take this movie back. Um, you have Marion, the nurse, back here. Um, you had the addition of who, Big John and Little John, uh, a, a gay couple in the movie who is, I, I loved the two of them. I, I thought they were great. Um, I, I, God, I, I, I love those two, those two characters in this movie. I, I really, really enjoyed what they brought to this movie. Um, but again, just unfortunately a little bit of poor execution. Um, to bring this movie. I still think a very, very good entry in the Halloween series and a good middle piece for this trilogy, which brings us to Halloween ends. Now I have not seen this movie. Uh, I will be seeing it opening night. Um, so I am so eagerly anticipating. Now there's a lot of spoilers going out, which I've you know, avoided. I do think the trailer gives up some of it, but again, I think it looks incredibly interesting. The trailers 
have been fantastic. The interviews with Jamie Lee Curtis have gotten me emotional. I am so ready to watch this movie. It is incredibly anticipated, one of my most anticipated movies for the rest of the year is Halloween Ends. I cannot wait to see it. I cannot wait to talk about it more in depth. And I will love to hear for anybody listening to this episode. Um, I have done reviews on Halloween Kills and Halloween 2018. Uh, If you've checked those out, thank you. If you haven't, check them out. Let me know what you think. Give me your thoughts on your thoughts on those reviews, on those movies, on this Halloween franchise. The interaction is what makes this fun. All of the social media pages and how you can interact with the show will be inside the show notes when you're listening to this episode. So let me know what you think of the Halloween franchise. What has it meant to you? Are you anticipating Halloween ends? Do you have a crazy list of your own? Because I've been told my list is insane. So I'm going to finish this episode by giving my rankings and they'll be in the show notes. But my Halloween rankings start number one, Halloween 1978. Number two, Halloween 2018. Number three, this is where I get the most like, oh my God, Halloween, the curse of Michael Myers, producer's cut. Yep, I won't repeat it, but I stand by it. Number four, Halloween kills. Number five, Halloween 2, the, see, not Rob Zombies. I will say Rob Zombies Halloween 2 when I get to that. So number five, Halloween 2. Number six, Halloween 4. Number seven, Rob Zombies Halloween. Number eight, Halloween 20 years later. Number nine, Halloween 5, the return of Michael Myers. Revenge, I'm sorry, the revenge of Michael Myers. Number 10, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Number 11, Halloween Resurrection. And number 12, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Do you think that's insane? Let me know. Do people call your list insane? Let me know. Respond to the show with your list, what you think, what this franchise has meant to you. So thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode. I cannot wait to take in Halloween ends and then talk about it with all of you. So that will do it for this Halloween franchise recap. Thank you so much. And we will catch you very soon at Matt Goes to the Movies.